Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. Yeah, Rachel's back. (laughs) Finally coming to see me. (laughs) My lonely castle on a lonely hill. Oh my god. (laughs) Wasting in my lonely tower. (laughs) As Kyle, Nick, and Morgan watch Zelda in the background. Yep. So if you hear something muffling softly, that's what they're doing. Yep. Playing what Breath of the Wild? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't. I don't play Legend of Zelda games. What is it, Kyle? What? What is it? The what? Zelda. The game. It is Breath of the Wild. Of the Wild. Of the Wild. Boom. Whoo! Yes, I'm a girl. And yes, <laughs> I play games. <laughs> I mean, computer games are more my speed. Yeah. And Animal Crossing. So, Rachel. Yes. We watched something that was unlike anything we've ever seen. Yeah, um, we watched a K-drama. Surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, that was called White Nights, or in Korean, it's a more direct translation to Nightlight. Or Illumination. So it was really hard to find background information about this. I was, like, searching White Knight, trying to find anything. White Knight K-drama, White Knight K-drama Netflix, White Knight Netflix. Didn't really find Bupkiss on Google. Thanks, Google. So I started Googling characters' names, and when I Googled Miss So, I came to a YouTube video, which in the description had the title Nightlight. So I was like, ah, Okay. Ah, there it is. There it is. That's what I should be looking for. Netflix has acquired this and they changed the name for um, US distribution or I think just English distribution. They changed the name. I don't know why they did that because Nightlight would... Oh, I guess Nightlight has the connotation of being like something in the little kid's room. Yeah. But... Well, the title, it, it's supposed to evoke, like, the city that never sleeps. It was uh, kept coming up in the description, and, like, I think of New York, but I guess if you're in Southeast Asia, you think Seoul. So they're like, the city that never sleeps, the shining city on the hill, like, yeah. it illuminates Southeast Asia because of, like, the innovation and stuff like that, and, and the power and the wealth. And so that's why it's called Nightlight slash Illumination slash White, White Night. Night. Okay, so, um, now that we've talked about the name for, like, two minutes, <laughs> uh, the reason why this K-drama is, it is unlike anything I have seen so far. Yeah, very and, interesting. And I don't know wh- why that is, but it's, it almost seems like it's being marketed towards a different audience. It's like they're trying to market towards people who like to watch NBC crime dramas, almost. Almost, yeah. Like procedural stuff. Yes. Maybe not crime dramas, but like business intrigue dramas. So, not a spoiler at all, but there is hardly any romance at all. That is not the plot of this storyline whatsoever. It's a means to an end, pretty much. And even then, the characters aren't really feeling it. Yeah, they're, yeah. And the most of the romance happens in flashbacks. That's true. So um, the main character is kind of older, too. So the main character is a woman in her 30s, I think. Yeah. Or um, late 20s, early 30s. Miss So. And she has flashbacks to when she was romantic, but 
in the present, which is when you see most of her, she is not no, she's focused st- on that whatsoever. <laughs> she is a stone-cold biatch. She really is. Who loves violets and berries, even though I think it looks like a weird color palette on her. <laughs> <laughs> like... If we could just take one moment, like, this woman is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. She embraces the full monolid, which the other main character doesn't, which makes them look so, so, so different. One has, like, giant doe eyes and, like, a very yeah. tiny face. Miss So has a round face, round nose. Yeah. And, um, she wears the purplest suit. It is, like, pink purple in yeah. your face. She's like, I'm not gonna wear black. No. I am, like, a flower. <laughs> She she is like the queen of like honestly looks hashtag professional looks yeah like I love the scenes when she's like in a room full of other men or, well not other men and in a room full of men who are wearing black suits and then she is like the pop of color the only pop of color in the room uh-huh. even with like her brown hair and her like pink suit. I liked her pink suit. She wore this lipstick that matched the suit, and I thought it was too much. She would have looked so good in, like, a dark red, like, man-eater lipstick. Yeah. Um, sorry that we're focusing so much on this. I could not get it out of my mind every time I saw her. Like, what are you wearing? <laughs> do I want to be you, or do I want to redress you? I mean, you'll, you'll, if you watch this K-drama, you will not be able to take your eyes off whatever the characters are wearing. No. Because they it are is fabulous. Stunning. <laughs> like, Done. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, glow up. Yeah, I, guess. I hate us. I hate us too. <laughs> so, um, a little bit of background info. Um, this stars Lee Yo Wan, uh, Jin Gu, and Yue, I think. Yeah. And it aired on NBC every Monday and Tuesday starting November 21st, 2016. So this is fairly new, um, less than a year old. And there are 20 episodes and they're each an hour long. And unlike other K-dramas, maybe not a ton happens in every episode. It's not like packed to the brim with shit happening. Yeah. I mean, stuff happens, but it's at a slower pace. And I feel like in normal K-dramas, so much crap happens in an episode, and they kind of try to loosely tie it together with the plot, but everything in this K-drama is so purposeful. Every single thing has, from beginning to end, a purpose Mm -hmm. that you find out later down the line. Nothing is done without a plan. I wouldn't say that there's many side plots. The only side plot I would say is one of... Miss So's driver has a crush on one of the female main characters, but that nothing really happens from that. And that's kind of it. Oh. I didn't know that. Didn't no. Didn't get that far. He didn't get that far. I didn't get that far. I mean, he's cute, but, like, nothing happens. He's just like, I like you. And she was like, huh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that that show is so far away from any romance, it is not even funny. Like, there's nothing. No. So if you want that, this is not the K-drama for you. If you want action and romance, this is not for you. No. If you want scheming and fabulous looks, this is for you. And intrigue. Yeah. Yeah. It was filmed in Seoul, South Korea, Fukuoka, and Nagoya, Japan. So I thought it was interesting that they actually went to film on site, because in the flashbacks, Miss So and her father lived in Japan. Yeah. And they ran, like, this... I guess he was a loan shark. Like, they would collect debts from people. Mm-hmm. So they ran that in Japan because they were kind of banished from South Korea. 
So Netflix acquired the international rights for the drama and is using the name White Knights. They they renamed it. And basically, the basic plot, according to um, Vicky, is it's the story of three individuals propelled by their undying greed as they clamor for wealth and power in order to reign supreme at the top of the food chain. Sio is a cold crystal of a woman who's willing to do anything for her ambitions and she doesn't believe that greed is a sin. She has some crazy ass lines that I'm gonna read later that I wrote down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Park Gunwoo is a warm-hearted, free-spirited man of integrity and the heir to a big company who got betrayed by his love, so... Uh, 12 years ago in Japan. He went there to, like, pursue his dream of music, and he got into a lot of debt, and she paid off his debt, and then pretty much broke up with him and was like, don't ever see me ever again. Lee Se-jin is a hired persona, and she comes from a really poor family, and she lives with her aunt, and this is the other main character. The story mainly revolves around these two women. Yeah. So, Lee and, and So, and it's like, everything's kind of, like, revolving around them and their relationship and she wants to escape from her situation she wants to have money she wants to have the life that she never had and miss so was like i can teach you to be like me i mean you're gonna have to like give up a lot of your personality and a lot of your empathy but i can make you wealthy yeah i yeah her as a teacher is very interesting because you know at first anyways and i don't know if this changes through the series Disclaimer, I only watched three episodes of ten, so I have an idea of what is going to happen, but I didn't actually watch it. So, what is- Oh yeah, uh, before you go, there's ten episodes in the English and twenty in the, um, international. It's because the English one, I think, takes two episodes and puts them together. Oh, okay. But anyways, so when So Yi Kyung and, um, Lee Sejin, when, when they first meet, it's almost like So sees herself in Lee Seijin. Um, I'm just gonna call her Seijin because that's what they yeah. call her in the show. So when So sees in Seijin like herself, um, is very interesting because she sees kind of a side of Seijin that we don't really see that often, which is more cold. Um, but then as they start to grow together, you know, Seijin lives with her aunt and loves her, um, cousin very much. So she obviously has that warm hearted, you know, she wants to give back that kind of a thing going on. But So every single time like it seems like they're becoming close like friends she like literally cuts her off like leaves her out in the cold yeah and i don't know if that continues to happen but it always seems like this ebb and flow where it seems like they're growing closer together and then so's like no fuck you no fuck you it's it's a lot of time it's she'll give her a challenge like homework she'll be like do this task and seijin will struggle but eventually complete it and she's like looking for that approval and so is like now do this instead like she's almost proud of her but she wants her to do more i'm not sure what the motivation for just taking this woman under her wing was like it seemed odd but the whole show is like about them and their their strange relationship and then so is like man from forever ago is now like their rival she tells seijin to seduce him and to like use her power over him to make him you know make bad financial decisions and stuff like that and that's when seijin's like i think i like him a little bit i feel bad about this i don't want to do this and so is like really then leave and then there's this whole blow up and then she eventually sides with seijin and it's like ooh, it's rough 
Yeah, so I find that interesting too because from what I saw when Seijin and um I think it's Gunwoo, yeah, Gunwoo yeah. when they first meet, Seijin is like, "Oh, I think I'm going to try to flirt with him because he's single and he's really wealthy." And then it flashes to So's face and she very rarely shows emotion on her face, but she looked like perturbed by that because that was technically her stake in the ground. Yeah. And Seijin is eyeing it. So I find that very interesting that she then does a complete 180 and is like, nah, I don't really care about this bitch. Fuck him. I want the money. No, I think she realizes that she still has latent feelings for this man and she wants to get rid of them. That is... (laughs) Yeah, that seems like her. That seems like her (laughs) character. Yeah, it's just... I just... Okay, what I don't understand is why she has such has such greed for the money like she doesn't really enjoy it's her father. she doesn't really enjoy spending it and i don't know if that if yeah if it was her father from what the flashbacks we've seen with um so as a young girl and her father if her father was the one who instilled this kind of mental it almost seems like a mental illness really okay so when she was young her her father was like a lone shark he but he was like the the top of the food chain like he ran Japan's loan business or whatever. And her father made her realize the power of money. He's like, you see this? Inside every coin is a god, and I have more power than a god because I have this money. And money is power, and you're without money, you're fucking nothing. You're nothing. You're, like, less than dirt. And he's like, never underestimate the power that your money can do. Money resides in the power that it that it affords you and so she's hesitant to spend it because she doesn't want to give away her power right and at the same time she's like you can't be afraid to spend it because that is some fucked up shit honestly so she's willing to drop hundreds of thousands of dollars to save seijin from like a hostage situation but when she's going out shopping she's like "Eh." she doesn't seem to enjoy doing anything besides fucking over old businessmen which honestly I'm here for. Well, she does that because the two businessmen that she's trying to fuck over fucked over her dad when they were all in the army. Ah, uh, okay. That makes so sense. it's like her trying to fuck over them. That's like her end goal. But I think once she reaches that, there's like, it's like the Count of Monte Cristo. Then what? There's yeah. nothing. Okay, so that makes more sense. Her being like more revenge driven. Yeah. I kind of got that vibe, but I didn't connect the dots. So it's like half revenge, half I desire this power. Yeah, because I mean, when they do the flashback of So and Gun Wu when they were in love or whatever, it seems it seems like she cared less then. So I don't know why she suddenly cares more now. That is the piece that was missing for me. I don't know if it's something lost in translation, but she seemed normal before. And I don't know if that's because her dad's health started deteriorating or something, but something also happened between them for her dad to like want to disown her. I don't know when or where yeah. or what that was. Well, he doesn't like the person she's become. I think there's also some latent sexism in that. Probably. But the promotion for this show makes it seem like the whole conflict revolves around this love triangle between Gangwoo, Seijin, and Miss So. But that's not the case at all. Yeah, no, there's there's no love triangle. Truly. It is not about that at all. It's about money, power, respect. <laughs> it's like 1% about love. Forty percent about So and Seijin's relationship, and then the other—I don't even know—I've lost count. Fifty-nine percent <laughs> is money, right? And the struggle for power, right? So Soul has a bunch of really bonkers lines that I wrote down that I thought 
What the fuck? All right, we'll go back and forth. Here we go. (laughs) Emotions are like money. Use them sparingly. Inside every penny is a god. Money is more important than my life. Oh, this is my favorite one. Being poor is a sin. You decide the value of money. You're writing an essay when I gave you a math problem. Don't fear money. If you fear the weapon you possess, then you will never win. Yeah, those are some good one-liners from her. That that if that that kind of encompasses who she is as a character. And let me just say that when they say every penny, they're talking about the little the little one coin that feels like less fake than, money. Yeah, it feels like monopoly money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like the pacing of this was really slow. What did you feel that... Did you want the pacing to be faster or slower, or did you feel like it was right? I felt like it was right because I wouldn't have been able to follow follow it if it was any faster. The way that it was presented, I was more able to figure out who all the characters were and their interconnections before shit really started hitting the fan. Mm -hmm. So I liked the pacing at the beginning. Also, before I realized that So really did not give a shit about Seijin for the most part, um, before that I shipped them real hard. I was, I was like, yes, lesbians. <laughs> I mean, it honestly, like, not to be that person, but it honestly does seem that way. It really does. There's like this push and pull with them. Yeah. And like, I know Korean drama would probably never go there. The consensus of people online is like, There seems to be some sort of attraction between the two of them. She says that Seijin, she's like, I see in front of me a dirty mirror, but I can still see myself inside of you. Like, (laughs) it's like, oh, really? (laughs) She's like, I'm going to turn you into like a fabulous, like polished diamond mirror. And it's like, I get that she's supposed to be her protege, but like, there just seems to be this attraction that keeps Miss So... From, like, just dismissing Seijin completely when she does something wrong. Yeah. Like, she literally plucks this girl out of obscurity. Oh! Ooh, another one of the weirdo lines that I remember that she applies to Seijin was, um, in the first episode, Seijin is wearing a dress that she bought and is gonna return later, um, because she's pretending to be some guy's girlfriend at an auction. And Miss So comes up and she's like, oh, I wanted that dress, um... I didn't know, they said it was reserved for a chairman's wife. You're awfully young to be a chairman's wife. And <laughs> Sejin was like, oh, you're mistaken. It's not the same dress. <laughs> and Miss was like, I never forget anything or anyone that I once wanted. Yeah. She, she does make reference to that a bunch of times. Too. Yeah, like, it's obvious that she wanted Sejin. And like, yeah. not just then, but like throughout, she like, she never forgets any person she's ever wanted. And it's like, it's like a controlling thing, but it's also possibly like a jealous lover thing. It really seems like that. I don't know. It really did seem like that. I was getting some sexy vibes from them. I don't know. I guess that this is a very different K-drama. I think they were going for different layers of stuff. Because Netflix did buy it, I'm hoping that they continue to develop this series. I know K-dramas very, very rarely get a second season, but I feel like this one is so different that it could have done that. It definitely could. I would really like for them, and they flesh out the characters really well, which is something I also like. Like, they they do that in K-dramas, but almost, sometimes it almost seems like, okay, we're doing the past because we have to do the past, and it's not 
super well thought out, but in this one, I think they could continue to flesh out, uh, especially So's past, to see how she got to where she is. Right, because they show her before she becomes this ruthless businesswoman. They don't show her as she's becoming this ruthless businesswoman. Yeah. I think that could be a whole series on its own. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's such an interesting character, and like... I don't know. Like, the show is so interesting. What what was hard for me was, like, the business side of this. I really am not too familiar with all the business transactions, and sometimes they use, like, jargon, and they're, like, mm. doing meetings and stuff like that, and I'm like, I'm not entirely sure what's going on. Like, yeah. that was the part that confused me, was the business wheeling and dealing. A lot of it was just relationship, like... Mm you know, like, making it seem like a scandal, and that would force them to play their hand a certain way in the business side of things. But, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Some of this stuff was a little hard to understand. A little bit. But I felt like, I don't know, I'm like, I'm torn. Did I really enjoy this? Was I intrigued? Like, I don't know. I did, I watched the whole series. It was kind of hard to get through, though. Like, I was very intrigued by this show, though. I'm definitely going to watch more, most likely, um, just because I looked at all of the episode descriptions when I finished episode three, and at the end one, the description doesn't make it seem like anything is going to be tied up. And I hate it when shows do that, because I want there to be some closure for me to leave the show. Mm -hmm. And most K-dramas, there is a definite closure. Like, in most K-dramas, it's boy get or the girl gets the boy or boy gets the girl happy ending that's it they get married they get married. they have a baby whatever you know you know like there's some type of closure but it didn't seem like that was going to happen in the last episode so i'm really wondering if i should even go through all of that because i'm going to be expecting there to be some type of closure and if there isn't then i'm just gonna be mad <laughs> <laughs> i say go for it it it's an interesting ride. If you just let it take you there, it's it's honestly unlike anything I've ever seen for Korean dramas ever. No, it, it is definitely unique. If you're looking for a unique K-drama experience, I would definitely recommend to at least watch one or two episodes. You're going to get sucked in like mm -hmm. I got sucked in. Right, the show isn't exactly easy to binge, but if you take your time with it, then you'll want to watch more. I watched this over a period of, like, two and a half weeks, and usually I can- I'm, like, a world-class binger. <laughs> like, I can watch ten hours of shit. I couldn't really do that with this, but, like, if you let it sit with you, you can get through it. Yeah, it's- the behavior in the show is very unexpected. So is so intelligent, you really cannot predict. So intelligent and so emotionless, yeah. it's really hard to predict what she's gonna do, so that's what makes it interesting. Right, I wonder what the actress is like in real life. I wonder, because usually they're supposed to be, like, bright and bubbly and shit, you know? Yeah. I wonder what she's actually like. She pulls off the emotionless thing really well. She does. I mean, you do not see her face crack at all, honey. Oh, at all. Yeah. It is blank. She's never gonna get a wrinkle. No. <laughs> it's like she got Botox and was just like... Yeah. So, what would you rate this show? Out of five. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would rate this show a four. Solid four. I'm, like, stuck on a three because I'm still unsure. I don't know. I'm still unsure. 
I still don't, I watched it and I still don't know how I feel. <laughs> like, this is so confusing for me. Usually I, I know, but I'm gonna have to think about it more. I think compared to other K-dramas, which seem kind of thrown together, this had a lot of thought put into it. And I have a lot of questions. And normally all my questions get answered in a K-drama pretty quickly, but they're not being answered in this K-drama, so that could be a good or a bad thing, depending on how you view that. It's like the Judaism of Korean dramas. Yeah, it's... <laughs> the The more I watch, the more I'm, I'm questioning why they... Or why characters chose to act that way and how the past has influenced them to be that way. It really, really needs more episodes. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> It really does. I know 10 episodes for Netflix is, like, standard, but I feel like this this could have gone for, like, 2025. They could have really fleshed it out and made it really cool, especially for So's character and Gun Wu's character. They could have done more um, past reflection and how how exactly she betrayed him and showing that. Well, I mean, she didn't really, but she, like, saved his ass and was, like, mad about him spending all that money recklessly. Yeah. And, like, I mean, she, literally, she paid off his debt, didn't have any money to her name, and then went back to Korea to, like, become this businesswoman. Yeah. Like, literally started from the bottom, now she's here. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, goals. Goals. I just, that's so, I want to know what she did to get started. I mean, if you have nothing, how do you go from that to, you know, like, did she kill people? Like... (laughs) I'm seriously she might have. She really might have killed someone for money. Like, I have no idea. Because it seemed like she was pretty ruthless working for her dad, shaking down people for money, so. So, based on the fact that you want more, I would say that you liked it. (sighs) (laughs) I liked part of it a lot. I feel like if it was just about so in the past, I would like it so much more. Pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) Even though, um... The the romance angle of this is very minimal. I think, I think I would still like it with completely without it. Yeah, and I mean honestly, the romance being a little only a smidgen of part of it, it's more realistic. Yeah, I mean they just make Gun Woo out to be like the sweetest, nicest guy, and he's such an in- you know he's not. Yeah, he's no not. no one is like that. Okay, I, the reason why I think this K-drama is so different, and I mean, I have watched K-dramas with older actors, and it is about romance, but when you're older, you are not so drawn in and enamored with a love plot. Yeah. Like, it's not your whole life. It's not school and then whoever you have a crush on. It's a lot of other things that are interacting. It's your dying father. It's your dying father. It's your growing business. It's your ruthlessness. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of things all together. I I did like that these characters are older. I honestly do like K-dramas that have older actors because it is less bubblegummy romance mm-hmm. stuff. Which I enjoy, okay? I enjoy that, but... Right. I go into a show expecting that. Like, if, if I want that, I'll go for a show that has that, you know? This show is not that. It's not. No. Okay, so, wrap-up thoughts. Wrap-up thoughts. If you want a change of pace, definitely check this out. It's on Netflix. 
if you like uh, kind of a web of relationships and trying to figure out how people interact with each other, definitely watch it. And if you like a very intelligent main woman character who's badass. I'm a boss ass bitch, bitch, bitch. Okay, there's a scene where she, it's basically the Yakuza, right? She yeah. basically goes to the Yakuza, plays Russian roulette with the gun. Oh my god, it is so awesome. That's with like a loaded gun. And she that that's when she was like, money is worth more than my life. And it like spins it and she was like, you want to play? And she <laughs> fucking does it she plays russian roulette she was yeah she was nuts it was awesome oh. i'm pretty sure that was the first episode so it was the first episode yeah <laughs> it was a lot yeah she's a boss ass bitch <laughs> yeah thank you so much for listening you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash soulmates podcast you can find us on tumblr soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com send us an email and um find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. Podbean is actually where we host everything. Um pretty much anything, any podcast app you can find us. Soulmates like the city in South Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Oh, and I'm gonna be at MomoCon doing a panel. So I won't come. be though. No. Rachel has to work. But I'll be there with prizes, so keep that in mind. Bye. Bye.